together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 13 to 17. At the time, Jesus went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd gathered about him, and he taught them. And as he passed on, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he sat at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 to 16, Brethren, the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And behold him, no creature is hidden. Before him no creature is hidden, but all are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sinning. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Two most beautiful readings. The one to the gospel, it's not just the call of Levi, not just the call of a sinner, but for me, it is Jesus who comes into our space where we are and he comes in order to redeem us. He doesn't wait for us to come to him. You know, there's this beautiful saying, when Muhammad Khan gets to the mountain, the mountain gets to him. That's how much God cares about us. That he will leave everything. That he will forget everything. And he will come to our space. He will come to our lives. 
and it will come to, to give us new life, new meaning, new direction. Knowing what we are going through, knowing what we've experienced, he comes so that we may have the fullness of life, so that we may have the fullness of his redemption, so that we may experience the generosity and the mercy of God. That's the first thing for me. The second thing is that God is willing to risk being ridiculed in order to save us. He's willing to go beyond anything so long as he can save us, so long as he can make us better again. Those around him were questioning, how come your master eats and sits with sinners? And beautifully, Jesus responds, the Son of God did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Not those who are healthy, not those who are well, but those who are in need of mercy. I see myself there. I need his mercy. I need his redemption. I need his love. That's what we need. That's what we live by. That what redeems us. Then there's something absolutely interesting in the letter to the Hebrews. The word of God is living and active. It's efficacious. It brings about change. Now, the scriptures, the Bible, that's the word of God. That's the thing that's supposed to, to challenge our lives, to challenge our thinking, to challenge how we do things. Do I live by the word? If you go back to the word Bible, and for me it stands for basic instructions before living earth. Do I, do I read the Bible as the manual from God? As a module, as a textbook, as a guide that will help me to live this life to the full. It is alive. It is active. It is living. Whatever troubles we are going through, there's this beautiful question. What does the word of God say? And yes, of course, we know that when we talk about the word of God, we speak about the oral tradition and the written tradition. But what does the word say? What does God say? Very often we, we listen to people's opinion. But what about God's opinion? Before I listen to anyone else, let me first go back to God. Before I bow to anyone else, let me first bow to God. And anyone who bows to God is worthy of my respect. 
Anyone who listens to God is worthy of my ear. Anyone who listens and follows the guidelines of God is worthy to lead me. What does God say in his word? Now, the other thing that touches me is that the word of God is like a two-edged sword that is able to pierce anything. A two-edged sword that is able to open the sacred thoughts and intentions of my heart. It purifies me. It guides me. It challenges me. But also, what I find absolutely consoling, we have a high priest who was tempted in every respect, but who has not sinned and was able to sympathize with us in our weaknesses. Jesus Christ as the high priest, he sympathizes with you and I, for he knows our weaknesses, he knows our flaws, he knows our blunders, and he's able to redeem us, he's able to save us, he's able to give us that which we need, he's able to bring us to the truth about God. And that makes all the difference. I know I am loved not because of what I've done but because God is love. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect, to bless and to guide us. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.